Hey, welcome everybody to another episode of Knights of the Podcast. I should just say Night of the Podcast because I'm all alone today. And I want to wish you guys a happy Thanksgiving. Um, obviously, a lot of the news that I'm going to be talking to you guys about might be a little late or it might be a little too soon or whatever the case. It's just that I've been waiting for these guys for so long, as in um, Gus Jakes 777 or Arius Naji to join me. As a matter of fact, I was actually going to bring somebody else on board, but unfortunately, they're not here today. Um, so I've just been delaying a lot of the news and a lot of the trade and a lot of this stuff but you know what the show must go on i'm gonna go by, on by myself even if i have to do this all by myself it doesn't matter because you know what you guys deserve um some news and i deserve to you know continue doing what i'm supposed to so uh i am dave d saint um here at the studio getting ready to drop some new trailers obviously there's been a lot of stuff that i'm not going to be able to cover today um but i'm gonna you know make some shows and uh bring the news eventually all up to you guys until i'm up to date uh there's been stuff that has dropped today like hawkeye came out and um i've seen a bunch of movies like resident evil the the new movie that's based actually on the video game because the Mila Jovovich well, were just um you know loosely based on it but i saw that movie i saw ghostbusters afterlife but i will eventually get to those things i'm obviously doing a bunch of marathons with my friend maria and all that other good stuff so i mean let's just go on so the first i'm gonna start off with some trailers here uh first trailer is called a journal for jordan which stars michael b jordan and let's check out this trailer all right guys as you know today's thanksgiving uh, Christmas is right around the corner So get those special gifts And all that stuff out for people So right now I am shooting My trailers At home At the studio I mean And um, I'm going to be uh, Doing the actual podcast on a train Going off to see my sister But yes uh, This is Jules for Jordan I mean Journal for Jordan So you can write to your son Tell them who you are so it looks like Michael B. Jordan is a more, uh, military man. This is done by Sony. So he's writing um, a journal to his unborn son. This is based on a true story. And after some convincing, she fell for me too. I think you are beautiful. But you don't believe. Sorry guys, I, I messed up the song. A film by Denzel Washington. Wow, Denzel Washington broke out as a director. Okay. Alright, so this looks like it's gonna be uh one of those romantic stories. It's about this man just trying to stay a husband, a father. Maybe he passed away. Oh, this Christmas is about to come out. It's not. It's not the time you have. It's the moments you share. Michael B. Jordan. And introducing Shantae Adams. 
Yeah. He definitely dies. And he gets that... And he gets that journal. And he finds out who his father was. A journal for Jordan. Definitely something to look forward to. Stop, 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 stop. I don't want another woman. I hope you don't expect me to extend that same offer because you better keep that locked up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. That's done by Braun and Columbia Pictures. Let's see, this trailer came out three weeks ago, so uh, it's definitely something that you have to check out. Um, looks like uh, Michael B. Jordan is playing a, a military man who probably gets killed off in the military. And um, his wife's trying to come uh, to terms with what it is for him to be at the military. So she's over here trying to, like, um, kind of uh, offer him gateways, you know, because men need sex or whatever the case may be. Which is not true, especially if you're married. You can you can go without it. Um and she's over here trying to give him like leeways and he's like no I'm not gonna go do any of that stuff while I'm out there uh, and I, I hope you don't expect me to um, offer the same you know give you the same uh, um, you know ultimatum but whatever uh, it's pretty much it looks like he's in the military man and he gets killed off and he has to write in a journal for his unborn son and I guess his son is just figuring out or finding out who his dad was so uh, it looks like it's going to be one of those heartfelt movies. It's directed by Denzel Washington. What Denzel Washington, who is one of the greatest actors out there nowadays. Um, his son right now, I believe it's not Isaiah Washington. It's um, I forgot his son's name. Who was in in the last movie he did was Tenant. Uh, he's it looks like he's coming up too. He's a really good actor. I'll check out his name right now as, as soon as I find the trailer. The next trailer that we're going to be looking at is The Survivalist. The Survivalist stars... It looks like it's... Tom, no, that's not him. Uh, the movie dropped... The, the trailer dropped... Three months ago? John David Washington is the son of Denzel Washington. Alright, so the survivalist. Let's see this. It's day 592 since the beginning of the end. There's no more government here. For those survivors who are still with us, batten down the hatches, make sure your guns are clean, and find a way to protect yourselves. Oh, Jonathan Reese Myers. You need to run. Don't stop until you get to Ben's. So like a like a movie based on war. He was one of the best FBI agents I've ever seen. He became a survivalist. Why did you come here? We're gonna take the girl. We're gonna kill the rancher. Huh. You have 30 seconds to get off my property. You John Malkovich. A, give us the girl, then let me burn your ranch to the ground. Or B, we will kill you and take the girl anyway. Don't let them take me. It's going to be a long night. 
I'm the one who decides who lives and dies. Me. Come to my house! You try to kidnap this girl! And then you try to kill me! There are five of us. There's one of him. Jonathan Reese Myers. Ruby Modine. John Malkovich. Destiny is going to get you killed. The Survivalist. All right, so this is one of those Nonami brand movies. Uh, it's made by uh, some Quiver company named Quiver, I guess. I guess the name of the name of the company is Quiver. <laughs> uh, the movie is uh, a year and a half after the fall of civilization due to the viral outbreak. A former FBI agent forced to protect a young woman immune to the disease from dangerous gang leader hunting her. Uh, so that's pretty much it. It's one of those Nonami movies. It's up there if you want to watch it. Looks like there's a lot of action. Um, but I guess eventually I'll watch it because I have them all listed here and I like to watch movies that are whatever that I talk about so I can actually give you guys a review or a recommendation if it's anything good. Um, the next trailer that we're going to look at is called The Hand of God. Hand of God is a uh, trailer dropped about two weeks ago, and um, the first, well, the actual trailer dropped about two weeks ago. The teaser came about three months ago. Um, hold on. Alrighty, let's uh, put this trailer. The, the pretty pretty much the premise of the story is the story of a boy in a tumultuous Naples of the 1980s, Sorrentino's most personal film, yet in the tale of fate and family, sports and cinema, love and loss. Let's see. <clears throat> okay, it's Italy's official submission for the international feature films. Uh, it's a foreign film. Don't worry, you're all grown up. Look at your mom. How does she do it? Paolo Sorrentino, I want to be with you for all eternity. The great beauty. Okay. This is a foreign film. I'm reading the what they say, Fabi. Sonatino's most personal movie and also his best. Have you cried? I can't. I don't like reality anymore. Reality is lousy. Magical, wonderful, beautiful, sensuous, moving. It's time to look to the future. How can it be that this city does not inspire you at all? We have to figure out what to do when we grow up. I want to focus on happiness. Don't you? Enjoy the witness. You are free, don't forget. Sublime masterpiece. Do you have something to say? Have you got a story to tell? 
Yes, tell me then. The hand of God. So all this time I'm over here thinking that this was actually going to be uh, an inspirational film, maybe something about Jesus or God or something like that. But um, no, it's just about a kid going to Naples, Florida and just living life, I guess. Um, I don't know uh, much what the tale told. I guess it's just him and um, seeing... Uh, I don't know, Naples for the very first time. All right, next trailer we're going to look at is called Afterlife of the Party. So this is probably like a comedy. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. Maybe something to do with uh, uh, like zombies. Let's see. Uh, Here we go. Afterlife of the Party trailer. Uh, this trailer came out about three months ago. Yes, it is a comedy. Starts Victoria Justice in a romantic comedy. So um, let's see how long this is. I mean, let's see how good this is. This is also coming out to Netflix. Crazy idea. Instead of going out, what if we just stay home? No, no, we're not staying here. I like having a good time too. But there is more to life than partying. Come Looks like she died because she was drinking too much. Wakes up. Well, then, you know, it's... Oh, it's... Yeah, you won't be above. Trust me. A Netflix film. Lisa. Oh, my God, my God! So this is a comedic, purgatory-type yeah, film. Yeah, that sucks. I'm not going to hurt you. Just so want to talk. I need an exorcist. My best friend. I can see her. She can't help. Boom! Uh-huh. I am also trying to make sense of everything. I'm supposed to help you, my mom, and my dad. It's a mess. I miss you, kiddo. Sorry for not pissing you much. I'm gonna let you know I'm okay. I want to fix this. She has a second chance. There are a whole world out there, and you are missing it. To make things right. I didn't say anything. Did you say anything? Do you want to come in? Sure. Yeah. No. I love that. You have just two days left. Open your heart. If Cassie were here, I would tell her she was an angel. Seriously? Sorry, are we not? No, I'm sorry. Okay? Not gonna respond like that. After life of the party. So we can talk to animals? Not me. I can't. Yeah, it's above your power grade. Oh. Alright, so that's coming to Netflix. Uh, September 2nd, so it should be out already. Um, like I said, I probably saw the trailer a little late, but it doesn't mean if even though I see the trailer a little late, I'm still gonna get to it eventually. Uh, the story is a social butterfly who dies during her birthday week is given a second chance to right her wrongs on earth. If she doesn't right her wrongs, she's going to hell. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, next trailer we're gonna look at is called The Shrink. 
the shrink of the penis. No, I'm joking. Uh, the shrink. Hold on. The Shrink Next Door, uh, which is on Apple TV, stars Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd. Ooh, this looks probably promising. Next door, let's see. Are you Marty? Yeah. What brings you here? I don't know. Phyllis made me come. My sister. She must be very persuasive. Don't tell me about yourself. I run a fabrics company. So you're the boss. That feel good? It feels... Phyllis has always been a strong underground man hiding behind a wall of curtains. Oh. I think I can help you. First thing Jeez. I want to do is completely unethical. I'm going to give you a hug. I'm a hugger. It's like everybody from, based on an incredible true story, it's like everybody from Anchorman is in this, or at least from Will Ferrell's previous movies. Phyllis! I'm trying to be ruler of my own domain. This therapy is really working out, huh? It is, it really is. Catherine Hahn is also in here. This doctor's a little unconventional. He's a miracle. Catherine Hahn's so cute. What is he doing here? Helping us. What do you think? So much fun. Is that allowed? Well, it didn't work, did I? He's changed my life. He's changed me. You clearly have a good eye. Me? You're the one with a good eye. Eyes. Two eyes. The, the, the appropriate quota of ocular spheres. <laughs> Why are we running? I don't know, Fran! You are growing, Marty! Is he your psychiatrist? Psychiatrist, business partner, best friend. How does all of that work? He just has no boundaries, and I don't trust him. Cut her out of your life. She's the only family I have. Without trust, we have nothing. I trust you completely. This is my decision. He's living in your head. I am going to take care of everything. Feels good, doesn't it? Yeah. So it's out now. It's streaming on Apple TV. It, it is a series. Uh, the story is the story of Marty and the therapist who turned his life around and then took it over when he meets Dr. Ike. Marty just wants to get better at boundaries. Over 30 years, he'll learn all about them and what happens when they get crossed. <clears throat> so um, it is a, a few of Will Ferrell's previous um I guess co-stars in other movies like The Anchorman or Step 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 Brothers, uh, but uh, yeah, it looks like it's something fun to watch. Nothing. I mean, come on, it's a comedy comedy series. All right, next trailer we are gonna watch. I already saw because it dropped on Netflix uh, a couple of days ago. Entitled Tiger King Two, which would be Tiger King Season Two. But yes, it's on Netflix. Uh, sprung, it made these people famous, like Joe Exotic and um, Carol Baskin. This season um, touches more on 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 the, the the investigation of Carol Baskin and her ex husband uh, who went missing, and everybody and they believe that 
she's the culprit of, um, I guess, orchestrating his death by, I guess, killing him and feeding him to her tigers. Or he 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 owned all this land, so they uh, assumed that he might be eaten by alligators or whatever the case. You, what's his name? Uh, Joe Exotic is not really seen during these five episodes, but you hear him because they did do an interview with him over the phone while he's still in a correctional facility you do find out that um the people in the original tiger king um series you do find out what they've been up to and all this other stuff but uh yeah the series was okay uh originally they said they were going to release eight episodes i'm wondering if they're gonna um release released the last three episodes later on this year um it wasn't as great as the first season but whatever let's look at the trailer <clears throat> when you think you've seen it all you haven't quite seen it all November 17th um, the original series was a rivalry between Big Cat Eccentrics takes a dark turn when Joe Exotic a controversial animal park boss is caught in a murder for hire plot so that was the original uh, synopsis for the original series the first uh, uh, season second season just uh, you know obviously Joe Exotic gets caught locked up he wants to get pardoned um, he tries to get Donald Trump's uh, pardon and after that it just moves on to the investigation of Carol Baskin and what she might have done to her uh, ex-husband um, I mean, we 
season ends in the fifth episode. Uh, hopefully they release three more episodes because they said it was going to be eight episodes. But we have yet to know anything about that. Um, and, you know, it's still under investigation. Supposedly, um, Carol Baskin did not... I guess they shot footage before. They shot footage before or whatever. And they re they added it to this season, but who knows? Um, last trailer we're gonna talk about is Stranger Things season four trailer, uh, which they dropped the sneak peek about three months ago. So we're on the trailer now. So let's check this out. Obviously, you guys know what's. Uh, let me just give you a brief synopsis of the original series. Uh, maybe you guys have seen it, maybe you haven't, but this was a cult phenomenon a couple of years ago. I remember when, back in 2016, when I went to my first Comic-Con and everybody was dressed up as 11. <coughs> Excuse me. When a young boy disappears, his mother, a police chief, and his friends must confront terrifying supernatural forces in order to get him back. Now, this show is done in the in the ways of the night of the eighties. Um, obviously, the first three seasons dealt with a lot of the eighties and uh, you know the pop culture references to back in the day, Ghostbusters and just the way people dressed and all that stuff. Um, this one, I I'm assuming they're going to continue with the same motif. Um, but yes, it's uh, going to be released next year in 2022. So let's check out this trailer. <laughs> so it opens up like it looks further to like what the 60s people moving into this house it's obviously going to be released on Netflix Animals have been slaughtered in front of these people's houses. So it looks like this family is a little weird. Something's happening in the house where the electricity starts going through. It looks like the the um, the upside down is trying to get out. Okay, so now. So that was like in the 60s and now it looks like the Stranger Things cast goes into the house on present time. The world is full of obvious things which nobody by any chance ever observes. Sherlock Holmes. So that was the first trailer, which was more of a teaser. Um, so it just shows that this family from like the 1960s or maybe a little earlier 1950s move into this house that looks like could be like a mansion or just a regular big big old house. And they're having, you know, they're, they're living their lives there and everything. But something weird starts to happen. And um, the parents look like they're a little, I don't know, weird. Um, and there's a lot of like electricity problems or electrical problems or whatever and it looks like the upside down is trying to get out and then as they get out uh, as it goes out it opens up 
with uh, this cast of the Stranger Things walking into the house. So maybe it's just a reflection of, of both eras, maybe the 1960s or maybe the 1950s meets 2021. Uh, but if, 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 that's, if that's the case, then it would be the 1980s because um, the original three seasons were in the 80s. So it would be like the 1950s or uh, meets the 1980s. So it doesn't really reveal much. It just reveals that they're going into this house that's very queer and very awry, maybe a little scary, of, of whatever. Um, but uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. It's supposed to drop next year in 2022. So let's just uh, hold our breath and see what happens. Here's another. Um, that was two months ago that dropped that. Let's see, the two weeks ago. Dear Mike. Today is day 185. So Eleven is talking to Mike. I think I have finally adapted. Alright, hold on here, bro Chachos. I even like school now. I have made lots of friends. Even so, I am ready for spring break. Mostly because I get to see you. We will have the best spring break ever. Wow. All right, so that definitely gets a little more deeper. It shows Eleven going into a new town. Obviously, as you heard, she's getting acquainted into her new surroundings, which is school and all that stuff. And she's very excited to see uh, Mike. Um, but as you know, you see all the, the, the whole cast kind of settling in. Uh, it's definitely still in the 80s. And... Um, people not being acquainted to her or liking her because she's dressed different from them as this is seems like a surfer town of what's of some sort and um right as all this is explained you just see a collage of different images and it looks like there's going to be a t an intense amount of action there's guns blaring people running people racing ru all this rushing and all that stuff and then it just goes into the title so there's just so many different speculations of what's going to be coming for this new season I'm definitely excited. Hopefully you guys are too. Now we're going to go pay some bills and we will be back. Hopefully I'll be on the train talking about the news. Guys, I'll see you in a bit. Happy Thanksgiving, by the way. So here we are, everybody. Back to the podcast. And um, like I told you, I would be on the train and yes, I am. I'm a little out of breath because I literally finished uh, just running here. On top of that, I'm wearing a mask because I guess the New Jersey State, uh, New Jersey Transit um, laws to still wear masks, even though some people have liberties to not wear them. But whatever. Um, so we just finished talking about um, the trailers and we're going to go right into the news. You hear the train? We're going to go right into the news. Um, for this week so I guess the biggest um, story that um, that we are covering this week is the Kyle Rittenhouse um, acquittal 
So, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse was an American right-wing vigilante who, on August 25th, 2020, shot and killed two Black Lives Matter protesters amid chaotic protests in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Rittenhouse was nailed as a hero and patriot, or hailed as a hero and a patriot by leading conservatives, including Donald Trump, Tucker Carlson, and Ann Coulter, and accused of being a terrorist and white supremacist by leading progressives, including Ayanna Presley, leading to a polarizing media circus about the shooting, its perpetrator and its victims charged with two counts of homicide, two counts of reckless endangerment, and one count of unlawful possession of a firearm. He was found not guilty on all charges on November 19, 2021. So um, a lot of people are really angry about this. They are, um, you know, stand, doing protests. You know, they wanted this guy to fry and die. Um, honestly, I don't know. I won't put my opinion on it because I have my own opinions about the whole situation. But, um, you know, this guy deserves to go to jail at least and spend some time in prison, you know, understanding what it is that he did. You know, um, he shouldn't be running around the streets um, like if nothing ever happened. You know, with the whole Black Lives Matter movement, that it stops... Um, uh, people from going crazy and just doing all these, you know, things that they're not supposed to, you know, um, a lot of, uh, for them. <clears throat> so, um, the reason why Black Lives Matter started, I mean, it's been going on for a few years, uh, longer than, um, the whole thing with George Floyd, uh, but it broke out because of that. George Floyd's, uh, um, accidental killing, even though George Floyd had priors and all this other stuff, um, he still was a human being and he didn't deserve to die the way that he died. Um, he was pleading for air and the police officers <clears throat> did not care. They obviously, you know, when you're, it, when you have power, um, you do what you want, you know, uh, and this man was, they were assuming he was trying to break out or get free, whatever the case, there was so many different, um, you know, uh, I, uh, stories about the whole situation, uh, in the end, he died, and the whole Black Lives, Black Lives Matter movement went on ahead, and they started protests, and, and there was riots, and all this other stuff, those four cops were put in jail, and um, some of them got let go, but these guys literally ruined their life because they decided to do a hate crime. Even though a lot of people would say that it wasn't hate because they were just, you know, bringing a criminal under justice. But um, the, the man was asking, he was pleading for his life and he died. Um, now, there was many other people. I don't know if he was a white supremacist, but there was many other races out there that were definitely against um, Caucasian white males, majorly, especially police officers with badges, and um, they joined in in one one cause, which was blacks, whites, Hispanics, all different types of races got together and they went up against the police. Um, during this mayhem, um, obviously there was a lot of rioters out there, and there was a lot of people who were armed, and one of the people was Kyle Rittenhouse, and. He ended up shooting two people, and he thought that it was pretty much a just cause, and he was in self-defense, but, and who knows what it was, you know, honestly, to tell you the truth, um, I personally, if I was armed, 
I wouldn't shoot to kill. I would shoot to to uh, wound. Maybe I'll shoot a leg or anything like that. But you know, and then I could explain. Listen, I wasn't trying to kill them. They came at me, and I decided to um, defend myself. Uh, but uh, this kid, you know, who knows how many other people he shot? Those were the only two that were caught on camera. But who knows how many other people he shot, or whatever the case. And he was having fun with it. Um, he became a vigilante of sorts. <laughs> but now he the the ruling came through you know after so long that he's non guilty and um he's running around free a lot of people aren't happy about this so um well I guess we'll just have to wait and see what comes out of it because on the real this just this this story's just getting more and more juicier there's like so many movies in the makings of this you know um like i said i have my own personal thoughts and ideas about the situation and i just don't care to uh, share because i really don't want to get you know hatred against me from both parties but yeah that's the 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 the, the top story of the week uh, i'm gonna go into some um, movies and tv news upcoming entertainment news natasha lou bordizo to play sabine wren in star wars uh asaka asaka series on disney plus so um this series is going in um obviously we know that disney plus is releasing a lot of star wars tv shows and um you know they're they're doing they're doing a lot you know with uh with the mandalorian and now with bubba fett um they're also coming out with um rogue squadron uh, well there's news on that um and just so many other series so we know that um they're gonna try to milk the whole star wars dry to the point that they have nothing else if they don't have nothing else they'll just make more uh moving on to some dc new dc news uh jared leto asked for ayer cut to be released of suicide squad they, David Ayer released a picture of Jared Leto as the Joker. The captions read, Killed it, but nobody really knows. It is possible we might get an air cut. I, I don't, honestly, to tell you the truth, I don't really think that we're going to get an air cut due to the fact that people aren't, like, rallying to see this movie as much as they did with um, Justice League. You know, they got that done, and it was amazing. I don't think that the air cut is going to do much. I mean, they might add a couple of scenes here and there, but I don't think... That, I mean, it's years. It's already been years. Like, are they really going to go back to that whole stuff? You know, Margot Robbie and everything. I mean, Margot Robbie has already done two movies since that. So why would she come back? Moving on. Letitia Wright suffers concussion on the set of Black Panther 2. Production shuts down till she recuperates. So obviously we know that Black Panther is underway without... Um, without Chadwick Boseman who passed away uh, a year ago or was it a year ago or two years ago um, and they, they haven't really released any information on the movie all we know is that it's going to concentrate on the side uh, clans of Wakanda and a lot of people are speculating that maybe um, his sister Letitia Wright would come back as the new Black Panther um, I personally would like to see uh, Michael B. Jordan not have died somehow come back and become the new Black Panther that would be amazing but I guess we're going to have to wait and see till the movie comes out because everything's being really mu pretty much kept under wraps moving on isn't it a bigger isn't it a bigger than what isn't it bigger than a universe says Keanu Reeves when he was asked would he like to be part of the MCU 
um, he said he also said it's almost like a multiverse. It's a Marvel verse. It would be an honor. There's some really amazing directors and visionaries, and they're doing something no one's ever really done. It's special in the sense, in terms of the scale, the ambition, the production. So it'd be cool to be a part of that. So he doesn't rule it out. Um, I guess, I, I, from what I had heard, Kevin Feige had spoken to him. I remember people um, were throwing out ideas of him being Moon Knight. Um, I always thought he was a little older to be playing a superhero, maybe a villain um, of some sort, or somebody from the Marvel uh, from the Marvel MCU universe. But um, I don't think he would be good for a superhero right now. He's a little old. But then again, um, you know, no, he's he is he's a, he's in his fifties. So I don't know. Go figure. Moving on. So obviously, if we didn't know by now, Chris Pratt is voicing Mario from the Super Mario Brothers movie that is coming out. And he will be doing an Italian accent. He said that he's going to be doing his own Italian accent. He's not going to be doing a mimic accent of the game. And we also found out he will be also voicing Garfield the cat. My question is, why don't they just get the same guy who voiced Garfield in the cartoon series? That voice is definitely iconic. I mean, they tried it already with Bill Murray, and it failed. So maybe Chris Pratt, I don't know. There's a chance that he could be better. But um, if it failed with Bill Murray, what makes him think that by putting another celebrity, it'll be just as good? I don't know. Personally, I think they should just get the original guy who voiced Garfield, who also voiced Peter Venkman in um, the Ghostbusters cartoon series. Um, but I don't know. I guess they have to exhaust all, all ideas. Moving on. Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal, who is famous for being... And so many, he was a stand-up comedian. He was also um, along the lines of uh, Robin Williams and Whoopi Goldberg back in the 80s and 90s. Um, he started in a bunch of movies, most iconically the Disney. He voiced one of the characters on, on a Disney film called Mar Monsters, Monsters, Inc., Sully. And um, I forgot the, oh my God, I, I can't believe I forgot the, Wykowski. <laughs> Something Mikowski, I forgot his name, uh, the little green monster. Uh, but he voiced the, that that little character, and he he passed up on the on the idea of voicing the iconic character of um, of uh, Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> he voiced the character of Mike Wazowski. Um, on Monsters Inc. Uh, so he has a unique voice, but he was asked when they were in production of uh, of uh, Toy Story to voice the character of Buzz Lightyear, but he passed up the opportunity, and I guess it went to Tim Allen. I'm assuming that's what they were talking about because obviously they was going to go for a little more up to date characters with the new Lightyear movie. Uh, but uh, imagine we would have had a Billy Crystal voice. Um, Buzz Lightyear It would have been Kind of a different Character I don't know uh, Moving on Dwayne D Dwayne The Rock Johnson Reveals The surprising Disney soundtrack He listens to Every morning During a conversation With Jess Cage In Sirius XM He revealed That his household Loves The Descendants I've never seen it In the Disney Channel series Famous characters Children And relatives Extend to the whole To a whole different Set of stories It's no shock That Johnson's Young children Would be drawn To that franchise The, Des the Descendants Is one of the Major hits On Disney right now 
and doesn't look like it's slowing down with a demand for content on Disney Plus. So it's pretty funny to see that um, The Rock stays really close to Disney. I mean, he did voice um, the the chief for the movie Moana. He uh, he's in um, what is it? Uh, Jungle Cruise, and he's just, it doesn't seem like he's slowing down with Marvel with Disney. Moving on, Deadpool two, Zazzy Beats. Who, pro, who portrayed uh, Domino would love to portray Domino again, but if you bring back Ryan Reynolds, why would you want to recast Zazie Beats? I mean, I know that Disney wants to do their own thing; they want to move away from all Fox stuff. But um, Zazie Beats was amazing, and for you to actually recast her, I, I don't know, man. That would be she was gorgeous in that movie. I thought she would be awesome to see her in future movies. But um, I guess we'll just have to wait to see what uh, Disney is cooking up. Moving on with uh, on with the Nintendo things being bought up since um, Super Mario Brothers was bought up. Um, obviously, there's other characters in this in, in the Nintendo world that would people want to do movies about. So Seth Rogen has been branching out into voice work. He's done this with projects like Big Mouth on Netflix and Invincible, which is on I think I believe it's Amazon Prime. Now, he's all set to voice the classic Nintendo character, Donkey Kong. After some work from one of our trusted and proven inside sources, we've learned that Seth Rogen is now signed on to lead his own solo movie as Donkey Kong. Um, I guess we should just wait and see how... I mean, I guess... I mean, Super Mario Brothers is probably going to do really good because this is an animated movie. Not like the 90s um, Super Mario, with the, which they try to do a live-action Mario, which, I mean, for my time, when I was a kid and I saw it, I thought it was pretty, I thought it was good. I mean, I didn't know any better. I was a child. Um, to this day, it's a guilty pleasure of mine, kind of like Double Dragon and Street Fighter and even Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Uh, I don't love the movies. I just think they're fun to watch if they're on because they're so bad. But, um, I mean, Super Mario Brothers, the animated movie is probably going to do a lot better because Super Mario is still going on strong after how many years? And Donkey Kong as well. Donkey Kong, I mean, Super Mario was introduced in a Donkey Kong video game. If you hear a lot of noise in the background, it's because it's a train car. Um... Next, uh, next bit of news: When Star Wars Episode Nine went into production, long before they titled it "The Rise of Skywalker," rumors were rampant that former Doctor Who star Matt Smith was going to be the film was going to be in the film. And these rumors came from very reliable sources. But when the cast list came out, Smith was absent, so fans hoped he had a secret cameo. But when the film came out in December 2019, the actor was nowhere to be found. Where those were those rumors all nonsense? Turns out not so much. In an interview with Josh Horowitz of the Happy Sad, a Happy Sad Confused podcast, Smith admitted at long last that he did in fact have meetings with Lucasfilm for a role in the movie. But something changed during pre-production. He never shot a single scene. You can watch the snippet of the interview discussing Star Wars right here. We were close to being in in it. We were close to being in it. We were close to, to me being in it. The thing they were thinking of, of me for eventually the parts became obsolete and they didn't 
need it, Smith said. He added, it was a pretty groovy part and concept. It was a big thing, a big story detail, a transformative Star Wars story detail. It was a big shift in the history of the franchise. And um, uh, earlier today, I actually looked it up and it was he was going to play a young Palpatine. Which would have been kind of crazy to see him as a, a young guy, you know, um, being that um, he, well, he died in in uh, the Revenge of the Sith, but he was brought back through the Force, um, and eventually we saw in the Rise of Skywalker that he came back and he wanted um, what's her name, um, Daisy Ridley. Ray to kill him so he can join with her and make her even e- bigger of an evil than he was um, but uh, he never got to shoot the scene so we'll never see that <clears throat> but it would have been cool uh, moving on Gal Gadot casted to portray Snow White Snow White's evil queen but my question is didn't Charlize Theron portray the evil queen already and not too long after that Julia Roberts portrayed the evil queen and what they waited eight years to do another one so my question is what's the difference you know what's the difference disney's attached this one because in the other ones it wasn't disney although snow white was i mean for a lot of us a lot of us saw uh snow white for the very first time in a disney movie but now we get to see that adaptation put into live action because everything Disney that was a cartoon at one point has to be live action now moving on Uh, as of yesterday night uh, being that today's Thanksgiving happy Thanksgiving everybody Hawkeye released their first two episodes on on Disney Plus and um, it is crazy because on the season finale of Hawkeye it will also be the season premiere of the book of Boba Fett which is on its way so I mean I will eventually talk to you guys more about the Hawkeye first two episodes I'm just going to tell you they were amazing but that's all I'm going to give you guys moving on so James Gunn confirms that Yondu is staying dead but why would he return that's my question Yondu died for a reason and it was a, a heartfelt sense a sentimental moment on top of that when they gave him the the pirates um Burial that was amazing for them to undo that, that would be just crazy. Um, so if he was to come back, it would be that his death was meaningless and all that that we went through was trash, you know. <clears throat> Moving on, Gael Garcia Bernal, who is famous uh, for his um hispanic films and all he's he's made a leeway with movies in in the united states but he's mainly known for movies like like uh and all those movies from back in the day um he is to lead werewolf by night special due uh next year things are being kept under wraps but will begin production in early 2022 it's unclear which version he will be playing jack russell or jake gomez will he meet up with oscar Isaac's Moon Knight because they're friends so we would assume that they might meet up maybe in a fight I'm assuming I'm, I'm not too uh, savvy when it comes to Werewolf by Night but I know it is going to be uh, Marvel um, a Marvel production so we'll have to wait and see on that moving on Dwayne Johnson said he Gal Gadot and Ryan Reynolds can make a DC slash Marvel crossover happen 
that would be electric, says Garo, 36 years old, who famously placed, who played Wonder Woman in the 2017 film and sequel Wonder Woman 1984. The third installment is planned for 2023. Hopefully, it's a lot better than. Uh, than the second one this is a relationship business we just need to start making some calls i love it says reynolds 45 on deadpool teaming up with wonder woman and black adam <coughs> excuse me we could make something happen even if it is just a moment says johnson 49 whose black adam hits theaters in july 29 2022 i mean I remember hearing that F James Gunn was actually interested in uh, producing a crossover uh, DC Marvel movie, um, but I uh, obviously they're two different um, companies, Warner Brothers and and Disney. So I figured they would never do that. But um, I believe it was Eternals that they kept mentioning uh, Superman and all these DC superheroes. So I found that pretty interesting that they would do that, and now I'm hearing this again. So is it is it is there a chance that maybe down the line we will see a crossover? I mean, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. That would be crazy. Moving on, Marvel Eternals was banned in certain countries like Saudi Arabia and Kuwait. There is no real reason given, but it was said that these countries wanted to remove the same-sex kiss, but Disney refused. So they decided to um not show the movie at all which is pretty crazy because they lost money because of it uh, it's crazy they stuck to their guns and they I mean but then again um, Disney doesn't really have to worry about that they make billions upon billions so moving on Hulu I believe it's Hulu or Amazon, one of the two, uh, streaming this show called Heels, starring Stephen Amell. And Stephen Amell went on to uh, confirm that season two is on its way. So, I mean, if you're a wrestling fan, I mean, I haven't caught up with it just yet, but if you're a wrestling fan, get ready for more. Uh, Dexter, the new series, which is called The New Blood, has been said to be an improvement on the original series finale and more of the original series quirks and gimmicks. So, um, I'm very behind when it comes to Dexter. I watched up to the third season, so I have no idea how the season ended. But, I mean, it can't be that bad. But the new series looks like it's, uh, it's we're three episodes in. So, moving on, Red Notice, which is on Netflix, sits at a forty-two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Some people loved it, others hated it, and one reviewer gave it three stars out of five. I mean, I saw it and I thought it was hilarious. It wasn't no Rock and and um, Kevin Hart co collaboration, but I mean, still, I thought it was amazing. Moving on, Eternals opening Thursday made $9.5 million ahead of Shang-Chi but was stuck the craziness because of the craziness of the pandemic currently raked in at $336.1 million. It's pretty crazy how um, titans like, like uh, Marvel and WWE have fallen to the weight of this pandemic. Not a lot of people going to the shows. It's still not making enough money. They lost a lot of money, so. Moving on, so earlier this month, we remembered the 5th of November. Yep, it's been a while since our last podcast. But with all fifths, we bring recognition to one movie that made it clear to remind us of that day, V for Vendetta. And although late, here is, a remi here is reminding you of it. Remember, remember, the 5th of November. And I can't read the whole poem because I don't have it in my palm. My palm. 
Moving on. More DC news. Black Adam producer promises a very high kill count. And this is where I'm saying, this is why I love DC. They don't shy away from killing people. They don't shy away from many different things. Although, um, although Eternals was the, the, uh, the, the Eternals was the first, oh, what happened over there? Eternals was the first Marvel movie to introduce uh, a homosexual kiss on screen and the first love making scene which was crazy moving on um i believe this is amazon <laughs> the boys amazon drops first look at Lori holden's crimson countess for season three the boys official instagram accounts provided fans of the comic book series their first look at holden's mass soup on friday which was a little while ago in june deadline learned that the americans and proven innocent actress was set to join the upcoming season in a recurring role as the Crimson Countess. The Crimson Countess. Holden will join stars like Carl Urban, Jack Quaid, and Anthony Starr. Additional actors joining season three as soups are Sean Patrick Flannery, Miles Gatson, and Nick Welshler. Francis Turner, Kristen Booth, and Jack Doolin will also appear in season three. I, I mean, guys, if you haven't seen season one and season two, watch it. Do yourself a favor and watch it. Right now, superhero shows are all the rage. And this is one of those shows where it's they, they keep it real, man. Keep it real. So do yourself a favor. Watch it. It's freaking dope. Moving on. So I'm assuming because Hellboy 1 and Hellboy 2, the Golden Army, made it big. But then they try to reboot it with, I guess it was a reboot prequel. I mean, reboot threequel, whatever, uh, part three, um, with, uh, what's his name? The guy from uh, Stranger Things. And it didn't do good. The movie flopped at the box office. They decided to make Hellboy into a TV series. So if I found out that supposedly uh, Hellboy is being transferred into a TV series. It's pretty funny how when a movie flops at the box office, it, they result in doing a TV series. Moving on, James Gunn has officially announced Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 production has begun and it is said to be the final installment of this series, at least for this group. Well, we know that we know for one that um, but Dave Bautista is not coming back. So the only thing we got to wait and see is if he's going to die. Moving on, this now this breaks breaks my heart. Patty Jenkins, who also directed Wonder Woman, Star Wars Rogue Squadron has been delayed. The delay is due to scheduling conflicts with Jenkins. Rogue Squadron has been taken off the Disney's production schedule. The Hollywood Reporter broke the news that Rogue Squadron has been delayed. It was meant to be to begin production in 2022, but it is said to be delayed indefinitely. Supposedly, um Kevin Feige, no wait, supposedly it was due to creative differences. But uh, on a brighter note, Chloe Zhao, who directed Eternals, has also dropped that she might be tackling Kevin Feige's untitled Star Wars project. So could she be doing Rogue Squadron or could it be another project that they're doing? I mean, but Star Wars has so many things cooking up right now, so... Uh, Kevin Feige is going to lose his, his hair and get older because of all the stuff that he's actually providing us. And he's providing us with amazing entertainment when it comes to Disney+. Plus. 
Moving on to some MCU news, Spider-Man No Way Home poster has been released, giving us hints of what's to come. It'll be, it'll also be the first Phase Four film to open in China. Neither Shang-Chi nor Eternals were allowed to open in that country. Um, I don't know why. Maybe it was because of the pandemic. But this will be the first real big movie, and that means that it'll make they'll make a lot more money. So I guess that's why Shang-Chi and um, Eternals didn't do so well, because they didn't come out in China. Moving on, Vin Diesel has finally dropped, has finally put his tail between his legs and bowed his head. Vin Diesel took to Twitter and called out Dwayne Johnson to return, practically begging him to return as Hobbs after years of this feud to finish off his character in Fast and Furious 10. I mean, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is one of, is a, is a is a money maker right now. He was the main thing in WWE, which he was like the main attraction there. He brought in money like uh, Brock Lesnar, so obviously he would be the same thing in a movie franchise. Uh, moving on, Jamie Foxx make is making his MCU debut as Electro in Spider-Man No Way Home. This film is supposedly to be a brutal rather than fun movie which I think is perfectly well and good because we have too much kid stuff and um, we already knew that Jamie Foxx was going to do was going to have his first MCU debut because now it's Disney who's providing it it isn't Sony I mean Sony is still attached but he's going to be in Disney now as well Moving on, Netflix Squid Game creator confirmed season two, of course, with the success of the first. Why wouldn't they make a season two? Now, I was talking to uh, Gus J. Swirl 777 earlier, who is getting prepared right now for Thanksgiving feast with his family. Um, they have to go a little above and beyond with this next season because if they're going to repeat the same crap that they did in the first season, it's just going to flop. They have to go higher and more of a budget but whatever i guess we'll have to wait and see moving on cobra kai season four has revealed johnny uh, johnny is gonna be learning how to do the crane kick that he was beat with years ago it's so funny moving on tom holland is still bent on making us believe that toby mcguire and andrew garfield are not coming back for spider-man they're has been so many picks leaked after the trailer dropped of Spider-Man on this freaking bridge. And also, Kristen Dunst also stated she will not be in Spider-Man No Way Home. So these people they will do anything and say anything to try uh, to try to get us to believe that he is not part, that so many people are not part of this movie. They've even edited scenes. It's so crazy. Moving on, Kamel Nanjani, who is better known as Kingo in The Eternals, was supposed to make a cameo on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. This is before he was Kingo, but had to take it out, which is James Gunn had to take out the cameo scene because he was casted in Eternals as Kingo. But why not now? I'm just saying, why not now? Obviously, Eternals and Guardians of the Galaxy were supposed to be shot back to back, but they didn't. So, um, Eternals already came out of the theaters. He's doing other stuff. Why can't he just do the cameo appearance now in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3? If, I mean, unless he's doing something else. Eternals 2, maybe? But uh, I'm just saying, if, if he was supposed to do... The, the, supposedly, the story was that James Gunn wanted just to hang out with his friend. So, he was just going to put him in the movie. Moving on. 
when when asked why Michael Keaton turned down Batman Forever, he quickly answered, "Who gives a schwatzka?" Let's talk about things that matter. He also stated, "There's a lot of bodies floating in the river in Waranda. Who gives a schwatzka about Batman?" When asked years ago why he didn't return to the follow-up Batman's. Uh, I mean, uh, like he said, he just moved on with his career. Obviously, um, what's his name? Um, hold on one second. Obviously, Tim Burton wasn't coming back to do forever. So why would he come back? Moving on, James Gunn teases major role for Chuck Woody Uji in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. While Gunn is giving some tremendous type of Chuck Woody to wait, some tremendous hype to Chuck Woody Iwuji's arrival on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 by teasing that it's for a highly sought role, the filmmaker stopped stops short of revealing exactly which character that might be. Let the speculation begin, as fans are already submitting their own guesses in response to Gunn's tweet. Some of the characters theorized include Gladiator, Nova, Major Victory, Mephisto, and none other than Silver Surfer. So if it's Silver Surfer, I'm going to lose my head. Because it, it was confirmed that Disney was working on a Silver Surfer project. So if they introduce him in um, Guardians of the Galaxy, kind of like what they did in Fantastic Four, that's going to be amazing. Moving on, Eternals, Lauren Ridolf role leads to a rise in people wanting to learn sign language because uh, Lauren Riddle uh, portrayed a character that was deaf and that was pretty cool to see your very first deaf character and a lot of people are trying to learn uh, sign language because of it they find it kind of cool moving on Henry Cavill wants to play Captain Britain in the MCU the character was initially intended exclusively for the British comics market endowed with extraordinary powers by the legendary magician Merlin and his daughter Roma. Captain Britain is assigned to uphold the laws of Britain. So Henry Cavill I mean Henry Cavill could do just about anything right now because he's a specimen. He is a specimen. Moving on Henry Cavill also um, spoke about on on Mountain Man of Steel 2, the cape is still in the closet. Man of Steel star Henry Cavill is still open to, to the sequel. This week, he told the Hollywood Work reporter, or the week that this report came out, that the cape is still in the closet, so that's some hope for Superman fans. Despite the polarizing response to Zack Snyder's take on the Man of Tomorrow, there are also, uh, of, there are also a lot of fans that just adore Cavill in the role. Whatever shape a sequel would take, the audience will probably enjoy his familiar face as Clark Kent. The actor recognizes that there are a lot of ways to take the character if Warner Brothers decides to bring him back. Just look over at the DC Comics in doing with what the, what they're doing with the Flash right now. If you doubt a return could happen, we're we're through the looking glass now. At any rate, there hasn't been a project announced for Cavill to don the cape and tights yet. But that doesn't mean that it couldn't happen until that until that day. He'll be patiently waiting. He also gave his interest in seeing the new Val Zod Superman and stated Superman is more than just skin color. That's that's pretty amazing for I mean 
that that's Superman right there. That comment right there was is something that Superman would say. Superman is more of a of of a a, a symbol, kind of like what Batman symbolizes hope. Um, you know, yeah, the right stuff, good. So Batman, I mean Superman, or Henry Cavill as Superman would be amazing. Uh, one second, please. Just uh, here enjoying my ride to to uh, Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Can't wait to actually get ingest some turkey today. Moving on, fans of Miss Marvel will have to wait a bit longer before her new standalone series hits Disney+. Plus. Disney CFO Christine McCarthy said Wednesday during an, er- uh, an earnings call that the upcoming Miss Marvel series will be released around fall of next year. The show, which follows the story of Marvel's first Muslim superhero, Kamala Khan, was originally set to debut this year. The fourth quarter will likely be more indicative of what our slate could look like. Once we have temple content flowing steadily from all of our industry-leading creative engines, McCarthy said, Q4 will be the first time will be first time in Disney Plus history that we plan to release original content throughout the quarter from Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, and Nat Geo, all in one quarter. This includes highly anticipated titles such as Miss Marvel, Andor, and Pinocchio. I'm super excited. I saw the teasers um, on, on was it Disney Day? Uh, we will talk more about that on the next podcast because unfortunately I have so much stuff that I haven't been able to get to. I have to break this stuff in pieces and hopefully you'll be able to enjoy all of it because uh, I am dedicated to give you guys good entertainment and good news so you guys can know be updated with all the beautiful stuff that's coming out. Moving on, uh, Paramount Pictures, Transformers Rise of the Beast moved to summer 2023. Uh, Transformers, come on. Paul Rudd wins uh, Sexiest Man Alive in 2021. That That's kind of funny because if if women were getting sexiest woman alive or being looked at sex objects or whatever women would be throwing a hissy fit oh that's sexist and all this other stuff but when it, it's done to a man nobody really cares I'm just saying Jared Leto debunked some of the gifts he supposedly gave in the making of the Suicide Squad movie that nothing ever surpassed the lines that it was majorly other people on the internet cre- that cre- to, to create those lines he stated, I'm an artist, and at the end of the day, if I do something risky at the end of the day, you, you if you don't like it, who cares? Obviously, he said it's in a different way, which was more of a, uh, uh, a ruder kind of way, but I said, who cares, because it's on the real. Who, like, honestly, everybody nowadays takes to social media, and we have to listen to them, because we're living in this day and age where all these little babies cry boo-hoo-hoo for spilled milk, and we have to listen. Oh, it's going to be okay. Whatever. Uh, the a new the Batman poster has been released. Uh, check it out on the WB uh, network or WB. I'm pretty sure you can find it anywhere that that has stuff on Warner Brothers. Moving on, Mahershala Ali added that the very early that he's at the very early stages of stepping into Blade's shoes felt special and really cool, and that he's excited to go to be go, getting get going and do more 
this movie has been re- uh, the movie Deadpool has been rated R so this movie has to be rated R as well like this is a vampire movie it's like uh, Wesley Snipes movie was definitely rated R so there's no way that Marvel or Disney can make this a PG-13 movie if they make it a PG-13 movie many people are going to go watch it but in the long run uh, people are just going to be like eh and nothing big but if it was bloody that would be better moving on to two more bits of news and then we'll call it a day on the news home sweet home alone reviews are in and it sits at a 33 rotten tomatoes um yeah that movie i mean if if you want to watch it with kids i'm pretty sure children will get a kick out of it but this is not home alone and the, uh, the stars went on to say that this wasn't a remake and it wasn't a reboot that they don't know what it is but to me they were just trying to revive what they had with Macaulay Culkin's Home Alone and unfortunately bro they copied a lot of stuff and it was just really bad but I'll talk more about that when I get to my reviews and recommendations when I get to that and the last bit of news MGM has won the bidding war for Dave Batista and Jason Momoa's buddy comedy uh, I heard it's a cop, a cop comedy uh, it's pretty funny because we get to see two uh, you know steroid energetic freaks uh probably going back and forth with each other in uh in this comedic movie i have no idea what's it gonna be but uh i guess we'll just have to wait and see so guys i'll be right back we'll make a quick uh you know transition and i will come with my reviews and recommendations of this week and i will be calling you i will be saying adieu and a thanksgiving to you a happy thanksgiving to you i'll be right back Just one of those days that a boys go through. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry, it's not a boys. Already back, so I'm back, and I'm going right into my reviews and recommendations. Obviously, we only do five, or depending on how I'm feeling, I'll probably drop in a sixth one. Um, so uh, just to get it over. Uh, so a few, I believe this was a month ago or two, probably around with the time that I had COVID. Uh, I finally watched on Netflix Thunder Force, which starred Melissa McCarthy and um, a, 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 what's her name? Viola? No, it's not Viola Davis, is it? No, it's not Viola Davis. Let me just confirm who she is. Thunder Force. Sorry, guys. My mind is not like it used to be. I am an old little old man. Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer. Not to mention Palm Clementine, who was also in Guardians of the Galaxy. She portrayed Mantis. But yes, uh, moving on. Thunder Force is sorry guys people walking by me in a world where supervillains are uh, are commonplace two estranged childhood best friends reunite after one devises a treatment that gives them powers to protect their city i'll tell you this it just felt this movie felt a little forced um i don't know uh, i Netflix movies uh, like Red Notice that was a really good movie but some movies just feel forced I don't know like uh, Melissa McCarthy was just as silly Octavia Octavia Spencer was the the, the head or the brains of the operation um, 
Melissa McCarthy was the comedy relief. Uh, Melissa McCarthy portrays uh, kind of like a, a slacker of some sort and um, accidentally ends up shooting herself, which gives her special powers, and, which is strength and, and other stuff. And Octavia Spencer uh, uh, gets gains the powers of invisibility, so um, it's 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 probably you can't say a buddy comedy. I guess you could say a body comedy, but I would say a sisterly comedy or whatever. Um, it was it was funny for what it was. Uh, it wasn't great. Uh, I don't see it doing a sequel. But then again, who knows? There's a lot of people out there who watch these type of movies and get a kick out of it. So go figure. Let's just see. It's on Netflix right now if you want to watch it. Moving on. Underworld Evolution. Uh, I was telling you guys that I was continuing with my... my um, my marathons with my friend Maria, Underworld, just happened to be one of the marathons that we got involved with. In. This is the third one in the series, Underworld Evolution, picking up directly from the previous movie, Vampire Warrior, Celine and the half-werewolf Michael Hunt for clues to reveal the history of their race, races and warn between them. I remember going to the movie theaters and watching this. I always felt that this was... Uh, Romeo and Juliet Juliet type, type story um, And I remember seeing this in the theaters And thinking this was pretty cool uh, But it wasn't until they did uh, Rise of the Lycans That everything started to go haywire Even though Rise of the Lycans was pretty cool um, But then after that the series just got really stale and boring uh, But I really did love the the Underworld series I hope that maybe down the line they rebooted somehow uh, but uh, what's your name Kate Beckinsale said that she was never going to come back she said that she's done plenty of those and she's tired of it she also saw the numbers of the last one who the heck wants to come back to a, a series that's dead Moving on, we also got into a Crow, the Crow Marathon. I'll tell you straight up that the Crow should have been going on right now. We probably should have had a Jason Momoa Crow by now, but um, there's kind of like a curse going on with that those set of movies. Um, we, we saw the Crow, uh, which was Brandon Lee who got shot. The Crow Salvation, which came out straight to DVD. And now, oh no, wait, I'm sorry, not Salvation. Uh, the Crow, the second one is The Crow, City of Angels. Uh, the spirit of the Crow resurrects another man seeking revenge for the murder of his son. Uh, this one, I, I really like this one. I love the makeup. I loved uh, the actor who portrayed, um, um, you know, Ash. And um, after that, the series kind of grew stale and they started doing movies straight to DVD. They did uh, Salvation X and then after that was Wicked Prayer and Wicked Prayer was just horrendous. Um, continuing on, with our with our original MCU, I guess I call it the original MCU like I've always said. Not the MCU, but the original MCU. Um, which was the movies that came out solos. Uh, we were doing a Blade a Blade uh, uh, Marathon And we finished it off With Blade Trinity Blade now Wanted man By the FBI Must join forces With the Night Stalkers To face his Most challenging enemy yet Dracula um, So they call him Drake in this movie Which is pretty stupid We have Ryan Reynolds And Jessica Biel In there as The main Night Stalkers uh, It was pretty cool To see Ryan Reynolds In the I guess in the peak of his career, he was like, what, in his 20s or maybe in his late 20s, and he was like in tip-top physical condition. Um, <clears throat> Jessica Biel, amazing and beautiful, but when they intro when they introduced Piper, Piper, what was it, Piper Laurie? I think that was her name? Hold on one second, I just want to make, sh make sure if that's her name. 
Blade Trinity. Here we go, Pyro. Uh, her name is Parker Posey. I said Piper Laurie. Parker Posey was pushing it kind of dry. She's not funny in this movie. They put uh, Triple H in this movie, which was horrendous. Uh, that was like uh, the only actual uh, theatrical film I've ever seen in him. I guess they thought because The Rock was making movies, they could branch out with all these other wrestlers and do movies. It's only really worked with The Rock. Dave Batista and now John Cena. Yeah, you may throw in um, Hulk Hogan and all that stuff from the past, but they weren't really taken serious like they, uh, like these new wrestlers are. You know, the, the Rock has done a lot of of uh, drama films. Dave Batista has done a lot of comedies, drama, and action. And now we got John Cena going all over the place with that too. Uh, but yeah. Um, Blade Trinity, although it finished off the series, and I thought it was a fun movie. I think it was the worst out of the series. I think two was the best. Moving on, The Crow Salvation, which is the third in the inst- in- installment in the series. This one actually went to DVD. Alex Corvus returns to the world of the living to solve the murder of his young of a young woman that he was wrongly accused of. Um, I actually enjoyed this one for what it was. Kristen Dunst was in this movie, uh, but honestly, to tell the truth, after that, it just started to die off. And uh, Wicked Prayer was the worst by far. I did not see the series yet. I have to see the series. Eventually, I'll talk about it. And my final review, um, a few years ago, I did a marathon that will prob- people will probably say that is kind of silly. But to me, it wasn't because I'm a big time Thanksgiving fanatic and I love the Macy's Day Parades. I did not see today's Macy's Day Parade, but I will see it either tonight or tomorrow on YouTube when it gets uploaded. But I had uh, a few years ago, I think it was 2017, I started a marathon called the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade from my birth to current, which was I was born in 1981 all the way up to I believe it was 19, uh, 2019 or 2020. That's when I started going over there and seeing it for for, for myself. But um, I loved them. I loved doing that marathon because just getting the whole feeling of Christmas and all that stuff was just amazing for me. So I want to do something similar to that, um, being that you know we are in the holidays again. Um, so I decided to look up what other parades are out there from an early age. And um, I found out that Walt Disney World did one. They had a Walt Disney World A Very Merry Christmas Day Parade. Um, and it started in 1983. Over the years, the program has gone through a number of name changes during the 1980s and 1990s. The program was, actually, this is 1984. <clears throat> I spoke about it 1983 last week. Over the years, the program has gone through a number of name changes during the 1980s and the 1990s. The program was known as the Walt Disney World Very Merry Christmas Parade. The program's name was then changed to Walt Disney World Christmas Day Parade. From 2009 through 2013, the program was referred to as the Disney Parks Christmas Day Parade for... 
a few years after that, the program's name would change on a yearly basis, being known as Disney Parks Frozen Christmas Celebration in 2014, Disney Parks Unforgettable Christmas Celebration in 2015, Disney Parks Magical Christmas Celebration in 2016 and 17, and finally, Disney Parks Magical Christmas Day Parade 2018 and 2019. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic in the United States, the 2020 edition branded as the Disney Parks Magical Christmas Day Celebration was stated by ABC to have been reimagined with plans to include highlights from past editions among other features and that is the end of my reviews and recommendations guys uh, I am Dave D. Saint you can find me under Dave underscore D underscore Saints or Dave D. Saints or uh, David Santiago on all the major hashtags if you want to find me on PSN you can find me under Ariel Dean 81 or P Ariel Dean 81 and like um, like uh, Gus J. Swirl 777 always says take care man and uh, happy Thanksgiving to all and to all of good night